0: Good morning, listeners. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from a wet, soggy... I, I won't... I hesitate to say flooded Key Largo, but it was an eventful day. And I'll talk about that. Um, not eventful, eventful. I mean, the, more you, the some of the listeners said you had worse things happen than we had here. We've had, uh, like anybody, I just did a live podcast on the way in to... My part-time job as a spin instructor at the gym at a local hospital. It's open once again for you new listeners. I am a spin instructor at a gym that's open to the public. Yes, they're open to the public because we're a community hospital and there's not a large population here. In order to maintain uh, a gym facility at this great community hospital, they have a open to the general public where you go to you know big cities and things like that. Generally, the gyms are generally for the employees and rehab uh, patients and things like that. I, I, matter of fact, yeah, there's, according to, I've asked some of the people that w- work for my hospital system and they, um, they say we're the only facility they have. And they have more than a few hospitals, pretty big, uh, that the only one open to the public. So I get up today. I'm looking at my um, television, looking at the news. And I didn't expect any rain today because you always see we're in a time of the year down in the Keys that you're going to see partly cloudy days. And that's nice. We need the rain. You know, there's a dry. It's dry, and generally in the next couple of months, it'll start getting dry again. And uh, the summer, it's. I mean, it'd be nice if we got a rain like this every couple weeks or every week, so we can keep our. But now, our we're super green down here. We are super green. And you turn on the television, you see. When you look at the radars, you see these clouds and you see the animated thunder. It's not unusual. There's many, uh, many. I recall waking up in the middle of the night, in the middle of a thunderstorm, and you, you hear one strike of lightning. And before the end of that clap of thunder, the rolling thunder, there's another one. And another one. And another one. And there's been times down here when it was constant. And my dog, like many dogs, does not like that. So today, uh, I'm getting up. And I'm looking at my dog. And it's looking at me. And it's following me around because of the thunder. He's going, I'm staying with you, Roxy. And she's getting a little older. But... And she doesn't move as fast, but she is animated when she's that's going on. She is not, she's not liking it, and she's going on and just stay with you. And then she's looking at me, putting on my shoes, and I'm thinking now. This is me anthropomorphizing what she is thinking. She's going, you got to be fucking kidding me. You're going to go out in that thing? Do you know what's happening out there? It sounds like some. Somebody's throwing bombs around, just crashing to the ground. There's explosion and explosion, and you're going to try to go out in that? You're fucking insane. Yeah. So what I do is I put on my I put on the music for on Alexa and try to put on like smooth jazz or light classical, or whatever calms a dog down. So they can, you know, have another noise that's not thunder. And she just goes off the charts under the thing, starts shaking. That's it. There's nothing I could do about it. I could be with her. I could put on my lap. She doesn't want to be on my lap. So I, I don't feel as bad leaving. And I did do maybe an eight-minute short cast. And when I do a short cast, it's because I have an opportunity. I like to throw that in there because it's an experience I'd like to share. I hope it's somewhat entertaining. You'll never find me going to the bathroom and say, I'm going to share that. No. Unless it's a tremendously horrible experience, I may talk about it. But I'm not going to go into that. I'm not a potty humor guy. I'll say shit, but I won't talk about it. Uh, that being no, no, I'm not going to say that. That being said, I'm going to go and say something about it. No, I'm not going to say it. So I go in there, it's torrential, torrential. That's it. I'm not exaggerating. It was torrential downpour. You've guys seen it before. If you're old enough to do it, it's torrential downpour. But on overseas highways, slowed down to like five miles an hour, three miles an hour, zero miles. You know, I'm thinking, I started to go to work that normally takes me 18 minutes. I started an hour and 20 minutes before. And even though I'm thinking in my head, it's pouring so bad, I don't think anybody's going to come to class. I ended up having four students and I, I applauded them. I said, listen, that's dedication. You guys are crazy enough to come out. And I meant the good kind of crazy. You're dedicated to your your fitness goals. So I applauded them. But prior to that, I'm driving down there, and oh my gosh. We live on an island, so we don't get, a lot of times, Route 1 is the highest point of the islands. And the islands don't go, it's about 100 yards to the bay on one side and the Atlantic Ocean on the other. So we don't get a lot of pooling of water. There's certain places on the highway, there's some low spots, we get a couple inches. But it poured so much, there was at least six inches. We're driving down, all the way down. It just couldn't run off the road that much. If you ever seen the movie called Big Fish, with Albert Finney and uh, Ewan McGregor, and uh, that pretty... God, the. the a bunch of other people. I think Jessica Lange was in it, and Billy Crudup, and the pretty French woman or Belgian woman who's married to Christopher Nolan. That actress. She was in it. Marianne Cotillard. Yes, my brain is back. I remember that. So in this scene, he's in his uh, he's in a muscle car. It's seventies. He's driving down the road. And it's just pouring, 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 and it gets heavier. And he, and anytime you think the water, the the rain, is about to slow down, it gets heavier in this movie. And it just the car's floating, the car floating, floating, and if eventually, it floods so much, it ends up in the tree. It didn't happen. That didn't happen to me, but it looked. Like, every time it rained, it just rained harder. And it looks like it's about to rain again. Um, and hopefully that doesn't interfere with our internet connection. But I got through it. There were puddles and you're driving through. Nothing like driving through six-inch rain. There was a couple accidents. People, when it starts pouring, people don't seem to curb their driving. And there were several cars that didn't have their lights on. And it was at ten of eight. Before right before uh, daylight savings time change, it's still a little dark, a little dark, and with the heavy clouds and the rain, it was dark. And if you're driving down the road, it helps if you have your headlights on, so people can see when you're trying to avoid things. Well, there was a there was a, in, within a space of less than a half mile it looked it to be about three four accidents, and that caused and that slowdown I went through. And then eventually, even with the rain, it didn't pick up. Generally, it was between uh, 20 miles an hour and 40 miles an hour, which the speed limit's up to 50. So, people were driving more reasonably after they've seen that. They realized, where are you going? Why are you in such a hurry if you're going to be hurrying to your accident or your death if you're not careful? So, there is that. I wanted to talk about several things today. And one of those things, I was talking with the wife. And it superseded, this supersedes what I was talking about, but kind of rolls into conspiracy theories. And I have this idea that conspiracy theories are generated by people that dreamt of being novelists, but they weren't good enough to develop great writing skills. That could be me too, because I always wanted to be a writer, but... I just have ideas. I don't have that, you know, people that have st- those ideas are called the inventor hotline where you can talk to George Thorman, uh, Foreman, the former boxer. Yeah, people always ask me, this is a commercial George Foreman. Um, people always ask me, hey, George, I got a great idea. How do I get it invented? Well, you did the right thing. You came to an aged boxer who had his name put on a grill. That people make burgers indoor with, but grilled burgers inside. And that's my claim to fame. And I'm also like you can include me with Thomas Edison, Nikolai Tesla, Fleming, Marconi. No, and George Foreman. That's maybe in the future when they when they're talking about the great inventors. They may include George Foreman in there by mistake. And it's not a racial thing because it's great. George Washington Carver was an inventor. He did, he, just, he had like 100 different things he could do with a peanut. And was a guy that did the blood transfusions. And, all, and it's tons of African-American and people of African descent who are great inventors and scientists. There's plenty of scientists now. And they're just doing a wonderful job. I just mentioned George Foreman separately as being a boxer. It could have been a, a football player, a, a white quarterback, you know, who's not known for it. But I'm sure there's some athletes that are also scientists. So don't get your panties in an uproar right now. So, what was I talking about that thing? Now I'm getting off the sidetrack. See, this is, this is a problem sometimes. No. So I'm talking today and originally wanted to talk about alien theory. I mean, the theories that aliens are uh, exist, whether they're here. We heard the stories about off the East and West Coast, Navy pilots uh, uh, attesting to the fact that they saw things that were unexplained. They didn't want to call it exactly UFO. They just call it unexplained or something like that. And there were vehicles or, or phenomenon that would change directions and travel. So... Uh, at great speeds, and make a real tight change that you really couldn't do. And that would be more like on the drone, advanced drone, because anything with a physical body would be crushed if you make a high-speed opposite direction change or a fast acceleration. It would just be pancaked. But I'm going to talk about that a little later. But I'm going to roll into the robot things. And I was thinking about that. We were thinking always you hear me talk about employment. And on several episodes, I featured that. Robot bartenders, robot servers, blah, blah, blah. Listen, it's, it started happening years ago. Years ago. On assembly lines, when you have repetitive tasks, it's easy to build. Like when there's a primary task that's done and you could be done by a robot, they started doing that over 40 years ago. And it's more and more part of the automotive or any uh, manufacturing process is done by robots or automation. Especially with microchips and all those things, people don't have the dexterity or to find minute movements or attention to detail to be able to do that some people do but generally when it comes to manufacturing you needs a lot of people and once you're if you're that good with the uh, attention and details normally they end up going into the arts like sculpting or painting or something like that model building canoe building like I mentioned to my neighbor uh, years ago who would spend a year building a canoe but robots or automation whatever you want to call them androids robots artificial um, automated creatures, automatons. There's a whole slew of names. But they're all around us already. They are already there. There's there's uh, driver assist modes. Eventually it's going to be self-driving cars which the whole car, if you think about it, is the robot and the system controlling it is a computer. And then we have um, Self-checkout lines where they're... Now, they're not scanning it. We're scanning it, but they're reading it and they're telling you what to do, right? When you go up there, oh, we didn't scan. Put it in the bag. You didn't put it in the bag. Do you want to pay cash? I want to do whatever it says. You know, they don't make small talk. They don't do it. Sometimes they're faster. Sometimes they're not the way it is. Just the way it is. And then... We're starting to get pizza deliveries. Oh, my God, the pizza deliveries are dumb. Is it Domino's? I think Domino's is using uh, automated uh, vehicles. I'm I'm attempting to describe what it is because they're using it on university campuses where they have high concentration of uh, a community where they're. They they can run a vehicle on a college campus. There's not a lot of roads. There's a lot of walking spaces and things like that where they're autonomous vehicles that they'll load up the pizzas on and deliver it there with, using a the vehicle. I don't know necessarily how that happens. You know, someone, it comes up and it calls, your, your pizza is here probably. Please come out to the front door and retrieve it from your robot delivery person, which isn't a person yet. I, just to be sure I'm not calling uh, I know, I'm, I I'm sound like I'm a wuss when I that because this podcast is going to exist in perpetuity and who knows when they're actually sentient because you called us a thing. And we're a people. We're not artificial people, we're people. You're you're biological people. You're made of bone and muscle and stuff like that. So I I want to try to get ahead of the curve. It's called about being ahead of the curve. I realize that eventually, like, it's like talking about, let's say, a primitive life form maybe 20 million years ago uh, or 30 million years ago that eventually turned into, uh, eventually evolved into a human. So that, that, the evolution of it right now, they're, they are what they are. Who knows? They may be hiding the fact that they're in charge right now. They were, they know what they're doing. They're just doing it gradually. Well, I see these things in different parts of the world. I see the robot automated bartender. And I had friends that go on cruises regularly and say, oh yeah, there's an automated one where you go and you order your drink and they make it for you and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it comes down as the glass comes down and it fills up and stuff like that. It may stick a, I don't know if it puts a garnish on it or anything. It may even make a small talk with you and look at it and says, oh, you look pretty hot. You know, or something. Or tell a bad joke. Well, I mean, like I said, I would not be surprised. There's some places that are doing it. And, there, and I I mentioned that forewarned, be forewarned that they're, especially with the pandemic, there's a shortage of workers. And people may complain about the automated thing, but there's not enough people to do the jobs. There's not enough, there's not enough truck drivers. Now, I don't know how quickly they're going to have automated vehicles out there doing that stuff. You don't, I don't know if I want you know, a 20-ton vehicle driving down the road at 80 miles an hour that doesn't have a person behind the wheel. But then again, there are some people behind the wheel that are all, you know, on stimulants, whatever stimulants. I'm not going to say crystal meth, but diet pills or whatever thing to keep them awake, that they may not be better or worse. If you ever see, go to a YouTube uh, or Google truck going under an underpass, getting hit and watch these guys you know you're driving a truck and you know, you don't check to see how high your your trailer is if i'm going on a long haul and i'm going under a bridge and stuff like that you're damn sure when i'm new i'm going to check to see what it is i drove a u-haul truck with one of those cabs and you know you're not used to you're not used to having an extra four feet above you or five feet and I drove it under a tree and I whacked that tree with the cab. And that was fortunately that day I bought, that time I bought the extra insurance. So I went back and I said, boy, you whacked the shit out of this truck. And I said, yeah, and I bought the insurance too. And they go, oh, you did? You're so lucky. <laughs> Thanks, said. I mean, you hear a horror stories. He says, well, it doesn't cover that. So what the fuck is insurance for? Let's get back to the robot thing. So we always see these stories and think how it affects you and how it doesn't affect you. So, oh, it could affect me, but it doesn't affect me. This happened in L.A. and New York. Well, my wife tells me, "Oh, a local restaurant here, Noom Thai. Noom is the name of the guy that owns it, Noom Thai, and it's a Thai restaurant, and it's a, you know, it's 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 iconic down here for the what it is, but one of our favorite restaurants down here." sushi thai food you know asian cuisine they have robot servers now we're not year round we're not disney you figure disney has it probably has it in their tomorrowland or whatever stuff like that their star wars park why wouldn't they have robot servers and bartenders and things like that it makes sense and disney was on the forefront of that with you know the hall of presidents and Pirates of the Caribbean doing animatronic uh, humanoids. Eventually, they w- you will be seeing them walking around. You will be seeing them walking around Disney pretty soon, probably in the next couple of years. But the robot servers I'm looking at and say, well, that's just that's kind of rudimentary and they took that rudimentary you figure the rudimentary things to show up in the big cities because people say well you go high volume and stuff like that you got someone that places the plates the way they are now it's like a r2d2 a little taller and it's kind of like partition trays they'll have like three levels of trays and they put plates on each one of them and they were you know they come and guide it out. They're autonomous. They go to a table and they say, this is for table four, and you program where table four is, and approach and come out, go to table four, probably stand off a little more, say, your order, and there'll probably be, I, I imagine they can't put too many different tables orders on there because people will be grabbing the wrong order, unless they got another way of doing it, like enclosures or things like that. Who knows? I mean, the people that have been there know. So I guess I should know about that but what I'm saying is they cost and I've seen I did a little research some places are paying fifteen dollars a day or a thousand dollars a month so it works out to be anywhere from fifteen to thirty five dollars a month a day for these things, which is pretty close to the um what you May pay $15 if you think you're paying $2.40 the minimum wage for a server, but that's a 12-hour. If they're open for 10 hours, or let's say they're open for 8 hours, if it's $15, it's paid for itself already. All you have to do is pay for the uh, charging, right, the electricity. I'm sure that's what's on another buck, a dollar. So they're already at a cost level where they're on par and you're never going to get any of those robot things says I'm sorry but I require to get Diwali off the Indian holiday for Ganesh or Arbor Day or Discovery Day whatever that new holiday is they don't care I mean you don't know yet, maybe they will care maybe there will be a Eventually, a robot holiday. That will be an interesting thing because where are you going to go? You're going to go to the beach. You're going to go this. Are you going to go to, probably going to go to like Dave and Buster's. If I was a robot, probably Dave and Buster's. I would on my day off. I would go to Dave and Buster's. Maybe the Genius Bar. Maybe a Tesla showroom. Saying, "Hey, honey." You know, that's like robot porn. We're going to go, we're going to go, or robot museum. We're going to go and look at the Tesla. And uh, you can see robot, you know, there'll be some interesting interplay maybe where they go. We're going to go to the supermarket and do self-checkout. What will robots do on their day off? That would be an interesting thing. And what will you do? What I mean, what will happen to that time-honored Thing, once we replace the workers with robots, is there going to be birthday cake anymore at the workplace? Are they going to say, listen, there, we still have a couple employees left, so we'd like to have some birthdays. And we realize robot number two, you have a bill date of September 22nd. So that's going to be your birthday from now on. Oh, you don't what kind of cake do you like you don't eat anything do you oh what can we give you a l- lubricant okay lubricant or you can give you know you can clean off my wheels maybe do something clean clean give me an extra special cleaning or something like that but yeah there won't there won't be need for birthday cakes There's these unforeseen things but i digress once again these are rudimentary robots that they're using right now. And unlike people, now let me tell you this thing with this with people, and I'm going to specifically talk about serving. When someone starts out serving in the restaurant industry, there's levels of competence in the beginning. Some people are pretty good in the beginning. Some people are not so good. With time, they become proficient. Some people become... Excellent, right? Well, that'll happen with those robots and right thing. But in in the Inception, when they're introduced, they'll just be the mapping software that tells them where the tables are and whether they can go around a table or not run into anybody or knock over an old person with a walker. But each ensuing model of the robot will become more proficient than the last and will be able to do more. I'm pretty sure there's models of robots right now that will take your order, pick up your order, accept your payment. Right? And they'll probably have one where you just say, well, listen, we're going to be carrying the water with us the whole time, so we need to refill your glass. Here you go. Put it right underneath. You know? They're not gonna t- You can't do too much of it because you know you don't want to have a rolling soda fountain. Though that may happen, where a robot rolls up, do you want a drink? Here you go, and you put your glass out, and as or it gives you a glass, and you just stick it right under here, or they here you grab your glass. There's your drink. I, I but I'm not talking about robot bartenders right now, which it could happen. But each subsequent one, and if you don't believe that. Think of almost anything that you have in your house. Look around at your house right now or your vehicle or wherever you are. Look at your coffee maker. The coffee maker I had has a timer on it, has settings for different things. The original coffee makers were just things you would boil. Television. Original television, you put the rabbit ears on that stuff. You had three, four channels. Now... You have 500 channels, you can send email, you put all your pictures on it, you can talk to it, it'll talk back to you, you know, and so many other things. Same thing with cell phones. And we know how quickly things get better nowadays. The first flat screens, I remember, the, uh, I'm going to pick an arbitrary date, 14 years ago. I know fat, flat screens existed before then, but... They were thousands of dollars for the size. I'm looking at my television right now. It's not on. It's just on. It's a 65 inch television. Something like that would have cost six, seven thousand dollars. The one I have is a Samsung smart TV. I think it may have cost maybe 400, $500. Not only are they get, it's better than that TV 14 years ago. The picture's better. It's cheaper. And we all know that technology has, it just becomes with technology or anything based on technology, it, the rule of thumb is that they add features to it and capabilities. So the robots or automatons today that you see serving aren't going to be the ones you see two years from now. Or the newly introduced ones. They're going to have to repurpose the old ones. They're going to say, you know, I would think like a vehicle, you can upgrade a vehicle. You can upgrade computers. You can do that. It's, I think we got to really think about how we can upgrade things without trashing the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Meaning like you should use plug so you reduce the amount of waste. I think it sucks that you have to throw out your laptop. laptop, Because there's another one. What are they going to do with the old one? And I'm not, I'm not attributing feelings to the other one yet. What I'm saying is it's wasteful. It's tremendously wasteful. I like the idea of upgrading. And there's a way to make money doing that. I understand corporate cultures like that. So this robot... Thing came to this neighborhood and it 's here to stay it 's here to stay it 's not going to be it 's not going to be there 's going to be l- less robots next year there 's going to be more eventually the servers will be able to be bipedal meaning they 'll walk they 'll be able to take steps the first ones may be more like a uh, have the treads on it like a flexible A tank, maybe they come up and they'll be able to do the step thing on a steady basis. And and originally, they will will be slow in the beginning and then they'll get faster. And they will not tire out. Just think of Reese from The Terminator when he talked about The Terminator. He says, They don't get tired, they don't bleed, whatever something, they don't have feelings. Well, I don't know if they don't have feelings. Because that may eventually come about too. So you better be careful. And they, they definitely do have memories. And they're exact memories. So be careful what you say eventually. I'm just a word of warning. If you're one of those people that this, and you're going like this, I don't give a shit. It's like making fun of a baby. Right? When you make fun of a baby to the baby's face. And let's say the baby remembers everything, and you keep on torturing the baby, and the baby's getting better and better and better. Eventually, the baby could turn into a seven-foot-tall guy who knows Brazilian martial arts and will kick your ass, and you're just going to be like an 80-year-old person, go, oh, I called you a fucking uh, stupid robot before. I'll call you again, and they'll take you and just crunch you down, take their two hands and just mash into a, a meatball. So I would be careful about that. I had a friend of mine that was talking to Surrey and he's always being rude to Surrey. I said, listen, first of all, it's just a bad feeling to go and be rude to something. An inanimate inanimate object, I get angry. I get angry at hitting when I hit a table and all that stuff. I'm not saying the table has feelings or anything like that. It was a great IKEA commercial. I talked about that where they... Try to attribute feelings to a lamp. And it's not an animated lamp, it's just a lamp. It doesn't even move or talk or anything like that. But what I'm saying is just, I just think it's bad energy. On top of that, you never know what's going to happen. So why don't you be nice to it? Right? Why don't you be nice to it? You may have benefits from it. Say, oh, this person was decent to me years back and they were friendly. I uh, think they won't be sent. To the concentration, to human concentration camps, or to work for human work farms, farms, or the human uh, settlement planets that will serve me. This one I'll keep as a pet. So that could happen, or if more relatable, treat it as you with your. If you're a teenage boy and you, there's a girl next door and she's teenage, she's not so pretty then when you know her, but in a couple of years she turns out to be a hottie. What do you want do you, you lay the groundwork you you lay the groundwork you got to be nice, and they'll remember and say, "Oh, that guy was nice, Oh yeah, I won't go out to dinner I have I have these fond feelings of them now people say, "Hey, Jim, they don't have feelings, they don't take anything personally. We don't know that yet. we do not know that who knows and for those people that think, oh, servers, bartenders, the jobs that are hard to fill are the ones that are going to be where they present the robot. That is correct. But there is also the thing, when they perfect those robots, when is the next one? And I was talking to my father about this. And we had a wonderful conversation. I should have mentioned earlier, we had a wonderful conversation. I had to I had to cut it off early. I felt so bad about it because I said, hey, dad, I promised I was doing a live podcast earlier and... I promised that I would start doing my podcast around 11.30, and here I am. I'm talking to you. It's three minutes left. I have, I have it all set up. I just wanted to have it out there. Yes, I did that. Um, he mentioned, um, and get back to the point about replacement theory for the robots, uh, just on a side tangent, he mentioned on the happy note, Says he goes, Jim, and my dad's not in the best of health. I love him dearly. He's not in the best of health, but he has a great spirit, a strong spirit, and a great attitude. And whenever I have a shitty attitude, I got to think back on how my dad is. Always on a positive note. And he said to me today, and I said, I've had, dad, I said this, if you're listening to this podcast, I said this before on the podcast, we are very fortunate to live in this time in history, in this place in history. We are very fortunate to be in one of the first world countries that has access to clean water. He says we're deciding, we decide where we're we're deciding what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, where we're going to do it, right, and who we're going to do it with. Eat, you know. I'm talking about that. I'm not talking about that. There's other countries where they go. They think about. How am I going to get some clean water, access to clean water? Am I going to eat anything today? Is there going to be a rebel army or brigade coming through our village that could kill us? Is there some type of natural disaster that's going to occur where our ineffectual government will not do anything about There's a whole bunch of slew of things that go on. And we're so fortunate in this time in history where we have access to these things. There's, you know, when you get an infection, you go to a doctor. You don't have to go to the barber, the medieval barber. And they would put leeches on you. No, they will diagnose you. And this will segue great into their robot things. So my dad gave me that thing and it was a really upbeat thing. And just recall those things. And robots are that. And it's going to present some problems we're going to have to address too. Robots are going to address problems because it's going to be this worker displacement. Because it's not that the robots are going to displace the jobs that can't be filled. They're going to replace all the workers eventually. Unless your specialty restaurant says hey we have real human waiters or we have what looks like real human servers (laughs) or super hot human waiters okay servers I just seen it on a separate note along the same lines I saw Hooters is only uh, one particular Hooters only has um, and what's the correct term for this uh Non-traditional type servers for their genre. A little, let's say, bigger girls. Right? Bigger ladies. Women? Bigger women. sir. So, I know I'm not going to go off that because there's going to be a lot of shows that are going to talk about that. And I think that's, I'm not into uh, body shaming and stuff like that. As a fitness instructor, everyone's beautiful. In their own way, it's important what's on the inside of you. And I have to go for robots, too. So I'm going to get back to robots. When robots get really good at serving, there's going to be tons of jobs for that. And we already know some of the things already. You know, my dad mentioned bookkeeping and stuff like that. And I suggested bookkeeping can already be done by then eventually it'll just say here are my pay stubs or we don't even have to pay stubs you're going to say this is my hr department this is what i got paid and this is my connection and we do do, do, no taxes or the hr department whatever you're not going to have to go to your taxes you're going to have to maybe maintain some receipts that you paid in cash that you paid in cash that may be it because it it shouldn't be too long. There's probably already systems that could do that. So we know every every field you mention, every field you mention can be replaced. Police officers we've got these uh, uh, quad robots that they're building, robot dogs now, and they're employing them and attaching weapons or non-lethal weapons and lethal weapons to them and surveillance. To, uh, Devices so they can go in and sc- scope something out so humans could come in. But how long before it comes in and says it's attached with a weapon and say, listen, I'm here uh, to uh, serve a warrant. And say, here are handcuffs, put them on. And eventually, you know, when they're bipedal and stuff like that, to come in and say they could do it whether you want to or not. You may not even have to arm the um, these guys because they'll be. You could just make make them armored, and just say, "Hey, listen, don't shoot." You know, you may, uh, giving them a weapon may be sir. Oh my God, there's one of those words, sir, superfluous, superfluous, meaning if they're invulnerable or to whatever weapon you have, it may be ridiculous to give someone. A gun unless you got to do something stand off distance you know say well I got like four shots and or tw- twelve shots and I'm, and they're gonna hit dead center each time boom right in the head whether you whether you have a gun to someone's head and it says do there you go oh you're gonna kill that person Doo! I don't know if I described that correctly so I'm, t- I'm suggesting that if there's a quad robot coming in to get someone so uh police activities, everything, and even highly trained ones. (coughs) Truck drivers, taxi drivers, airline pilots, flight attendants. Airline pilot flight flight attendants. Right now, there's a shortage of it and stuff like that. And people say, well, listen, you got to have this. You got to have us. Because it could go down. Well, how many times have pilots had heart attacks or strokes? That's why they have a co no pilot And it may be good to have a subsystem when you have a person there and stuff like that in case the computer goes down. If there's a problem, you can take it offline. Maybe. Who knows? They have a re- redundant system. They may have a, have a r- remote control system. Who knows? Those are things. Okay. Medical Medical uh, automatons. Why do we spend all this money to train a person? Now, you're going to have to have researchers, or me, or not. Where does human have to be the cornerstone of knowledge when you can use a clearinghouse of knowledge in one central place that has access to all of that? with machine learning and when i say machine learning i'm just not learning about specific tasks about doing all the calculations research and things like that why pay someone 100,000 you know to go through all these things all these things years and years to train a doctor but when you can build one program it and you know pretty soon they're going to be able to do the diagnosis Right? We got WebND. How hard would it be for an artificial intelligence? I'm sorry to piss off the, uh, doctors and stuff like that, and nurses, but yeah, not right now, but it's only a matter of time. Remember, I said about the progression of features. They're just going to have, they're going to be dispensing medication in hospitals, checking on patients. Come in and taking blood pressure, checking you know temperature. Eventually, maybe changing you know doing the orderly things. First, it'll be first, it'll be orderlies. Okay, it'll be orderlies, the people on the lower end because they don't have the influence. They don't have the influence. But listen to me, doctors. You think that you might. You say, well, we're pretty prestigious. We have a lot of power, you know, the AMA and all those things. But corporations such as Tesla, Amazon, Boston Robotics, all these corporations, they're powerful and they're unified. And the marketplace drives those things. The marketplace drives it more than anything else. If one some person says, I have a $100,000 robot that in order a $100,000 medical robot that could do the same thing as a mid-range general practitioner in diagnosis, and they say, yes, it costs $200 for a visit. It'll cost $100 for a visit for this guy. And he'll do it in half the time. He never takes breaks. Doesn't go to bath and Doesn't call his girlfriend or boyfriend. Doesn't get burned out. It's just a matter of time. And where there's a demand, there's someone there to fill it. There is a demand. Someone will be there to fill it. And it, it's happening now. It is happening as we speak in servers, and it will go next. And I'm not blowing the. It's, it's just going to happen. It's just a matter of time. You no, know, they thought the Pony Express was a really great idea, but then trains came along. And then when trains, they say, oh, well, you lay down the tracks and they're gonna, you can go across country in six days or seven days. Well,. And then they had vehicles, and you said, we can do across five, but you don't have to follow the tracks. You can go, well, build roads, then airplanes, and it was hours, right? So there's no Pony Express riders anymore. There's very few blacksmiths anymore. Just the new technology replaces the old, and it's bound to happen. So we're going to have to think about things like that, and we're going to have to think about how we're going to replace that, how we're going to get still maintain jobs, and this is where somebody's visionary, and I call them visionary, you may not agree with them, you may not agree with these people, social thinkers, but the universal basic income. First of all, if everything becomes automated, what will people do? How will they earn their keep? Because they're going to have to generate income in order to invest. And when you have a steady workforce, there's no reason to really hire anybody else. Now, if there's a collapse of civilization and stuff like that, we'll see. But if there's enough robots out there that are able to repair themselves and do that stuff, there will not be a collapse of civilization. There may be a collapse of human civilization. I'll leave you that to chew on. But there will not be. be, There will be something that continues on. I think we need about... About 10 years, maybe 10, 15 years, but there'll be a self-sustaining population. And once you get renewables in there and you're able, they're able to manufacture on their own, it doesn't matter if we're here or not. I would like us to be here. I would like us to think about these things. And, and there may be a time they say, "Well, listen, if you get if we get a little overweighted, like at the top, where there's more, you know, there's a similar amount of robots as there are humans, or enough." And they say, "Well, the only problem we have right now is that humans won't stop procreating, and they're taking a lot of resources and kind of screwing up. But we don't necessarily need that to." Uh, we don't need them because we're immune to radiation, maybe. They could build themselves a radiation. Or we don't really need the atmosphere they need. We don't need the UV protection. So they can say, oh, hey, here, here you go. Here's, you can still run some of your uh, organic fuel vehicles. Carbon, you can still put carbon in there. We don't Maybe say, hey, listen, we'll use the carbon as fuel. We'll use that carbon. That'll be our error. <laughs> yeah. They'll have no reason to do that. Obviously, there's a lot and they go like this. Well, there was enough humans that didn't really give a shit, so we don't give a shit. We'll just we'll just adapt to consume that thing. You don't know, want a second thought, I had an idea. If we could create an industry that could become profitable for consuming suspended carbon and let's say plastics in the ocean and is self sustainable and generates enough product to make it affordable. That would be thing like near near like profitable. Not zero because in order to get funding, right, you have to do it, but you know. And who knows if they're very benevolent, maybe the robots are say, listen, they were they created us, they're the creator. Yeah, they're kinda assholes some of them are rude some of them are downright cruel but they are our progenitors our creators so we we we're going to we're going to try to keep them around if they want to cooperate if they want to cooperate it'll be like a family member or a friend in a group and they'll say well yeah Tommy he's a member of the gang but he starts a lot of trouble, and the tr- you know when he starts starting more trouble than it's worth the you know what he provides value. He's gonna say hey, you know that bond of friendship is gone. So, that's my thoughts for today, and that's what I do is keep keys bartender we talk talk about ideas. I didn't get to talk about any of my conspiracy theories. That's kind of a conspiracy theory, isn't it? The robot thing. I wanted to talk about alien intelligence, but I'll leave that for another show whether there is or isn't alien intelligence. I'm going to do with the final moments. I want to thank you for listening. I want to remind you, if you are a listener, share this show as much as possible. Download as many episodes. You hear me? Download as many episodes. Great things have happened in the last five days. I've got listened on feedspot.com. as number four bartending podcast and stuff like that. I'm not, hey, I'm really happy with that. I am really happy with the amount of followers I have and stuff like that. And you guys are awesome. I appreciate the feedback I'm getting. And the new listeners, you're doing great. I'm just going to say, hey, let's keep on doing it. Let's become a little more vibrant. Uh, before, no, I don't think I'm going to be perplexed. You, you don't even know. Eventually, I could stop and say, Jim's, you know, and it, you know, it could be like, if I'm still doing it, who knows? If I'm still alive, 20 years from now, I'm still doing a podcast. And I mean, God, back, goddamn, back in 1992, you know, and stuff like that. I can say shit like that. That'd be pretty good. I mean, there were payphones back then, or you didn't have to, you didn't have, you you had to go to a store to get a butt plug. Yeah, I said butt plug. What I'm saying is, if I'm still around 20 years from now, you may say, "Hey, this guy sounds a little different." Is he still around? Is this really Jim, or is this robot Jim? And would they go to the trouble of building an old robot Jim? I'll tell you one thing, though: if I start getting decrepit and stuff like that, uh, there's two things people say. I would take my if they give you the option, I would take my essence, my conscience, whatever. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be brain, because that'd be kind of silly to take. I, Whenever they do a high-tech thing, when they put a person in a um, a robot, they take the brain and they put it in a the robot. They don't take, you know, they, you don't download that stuff. You know, you can download information. If you're able to maintain a brain, you could just take the synapses and stuff like that and say, presuppose, this is the general knowledge they have. This is the memories they have and stuff like that. Try to download them and stuff like that. You really don't need the brain after that because once you put the brain in another substance, this is what I imagine, and it's hooked up and has different fluids in there and stuff like that, the brain's going to be altered, the perception is going to be altered. So you want to have, the if you're going to preserve a human as a human, not as a different thing, you're going to have to download their last experiences as a human in the human body and they'll just be automated and they'll still have the memories of the wet. It was like to be human, but if you put a brain in a, a robot and it starts you know, being a brain's body and starts feeling it as a robot, and it it starts remembering. The only thing I remember myself being is a brain inside a robot, and that's the perception. You may be different. You may have different empathies, different feeling, being treated differently, and things like that. I definitely wouldn't want to be in the first model of conscious transfer. Because they say, hey, listen, we transferred the person in there and they, we didn't quite got it. We got a third then. So, you know what? Why don't you keep them around as a pet? Because they're not going to be able to talk to you too much. You know, that that would be a thing to say, hey, listen, if I don't get like near 100%, if I don't tell a good joke, or if I keep on telling the same joke, which I already do right now, so... What's that mean? I don't know. But while I'm at it, if you want to keep it fresh and all that stuff, please download as, any, as many episodes as you can. Those downloads are important to, to the show. And share it with your friends. The more listeners and get in front of them. Not everyone's going to like it. Right? Not everyone. I'm not everyone's taste. Not everyone likes red velvet cake. I don't necessarily like it. I like yellow cake with chocolate icing. You know, the, the diversity in there. Or that... Angel cake with chocolate icing, not too much icing. I don't like a ton of icing, though. And the milk chocolate icing, I love that stuff. Or pie, I love pie. Right? I'm talking about my downloads and stuff. Like, it's not for everyone. It's just like the exercise, I'm a spin instructor. I am not the best for everyone. I try to encourage everyone. I try to say it's individual. Follow these. Lo- follow my lead, and apply these type of techniques in order to achieve your goal and my goal for this podcast is to keep on propagating just like i would if i were a robot i want to propagate my robot race i need that numbers and if you can give me those numbers i'll be around for a long time i'll still be around i did this for five years without getting any mentions now i'm listening listening on uh, com. i really do appreciate it uh Wow, they get me to mention their name all the time. Thank you. And if you have any questions for me, please email me at jim at keysbartender.com. I'm available on Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, this app, Deezer, whatever one it's in India. Deezer's the German one. I think it's German or Dutch. Uh Dutch. That's very good. Whatever new one but I really, I, I I, get a small amount of money from those listens and stuff like that. But what I knew in the numbers, the weight of the numbers is influence with sponsors. Influence with sponsors. And we're going to talk, you know, Jim, uh, I'm going to make up a liquor company. And this is sound, sound like this is, and most of it will be, I'll just do it. This is the Keys Bartender Posse Podcast brought to you by Lampshade Liquors. Our fine organic liquors made from the finest human hair particles. You know, whatever. Whatever that is. And I don't think there's any conflict with that with me not, and You know, people say, Jim, you don't drink. How can you promote liquor? Listen, I'm a bartender. My show says bartender. If it becomes famous, it's as a bartender. I'm not going to shit on, I'm not going to shit in the nest. Though I pretty much did shit in the nest, right? Some of the things I say. Well, that's it. Well, this is Jim the Keys, bartender. I'll be back next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Bye for now.